what's up what's up welcome back to another episode of jack of all trades a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest i am your host jacqueline renee aka black jacks jack jack captain jack sparrow and trapper die jacks if you know me like that so this week we're back to talk about hair black hair curly hair to be specific one of my favorite topics we know there's always a new twist uh, when it comes to curly hair no pun intended so we're going to discuss youtube university and what life has been like uh, now that we're discovering real education from curl specialists uh, the dora explorer cut and overall we're gonna give some words of encouragement to our sisters out there on their curly hair journey so without further ado let's get into it all right this week jack of all trades takes on curly community chaos So the relationship between black women and their hair, or curly girls, I should say, and their hair, remains complicated, and there's always a new twist. So I brought back a special guest to discuss all things curls and get into a little bit of the chaos that's going on in this growing and evolving community. So without further ado, let me allow her to reintroduce herself. Hi, I'm Erlinda Jones, also known as Curl Savvy. That's C-U-R-L-S-A-V-V-Y on Instagram. Um, I am a curl specialist. I've been doing it since 2020. Oh, really like 2019. So I've had have a couple years of experience under my belt with doing curls specifically, but I've been in the hair industry for 16 years now. All right. Welcome back, Erlinda. How are you? I'm doing well. Just chilling, doing doing these curly hairs um, on my clients, giving them the education, trying to steer them in the right direction. Yes. Boy, boy, don't we need it. <laughs> it's been oh, interesting. Lord. Yeah. So you say you've been a curl specialist since 2019. I believe I got my first curly cut from you in 2021. So it's been very cool to watch the journey and learn from you and find folks on social media that are focused on curls and providing more education. Last time we had a conversation about salons and stylists, it was a little broader But once I got my cut and actually started following some of the pages you suggested last time, I've started to get more involved and and kind of see uh, what's going on and where there is a lot that folks are learning. But of course, in an evolving community, there's always some resistance and, and questions that come about. So... Would love to chat with you about it today, Um, but before we get into it, you know, have an icebreaker, and it is a little bit sad, Um, but, you know, wanted to acknowledge that um, Miss Jackie O, or Jacqueline Smith, who was an actress and a model and influencer, and she was um, a part of the Wild and Out cast on 
MTV. I know I sounded kind of old when I said that, but um, she tragically passed away um, yesterday, I believe it was, um, after receiving cosmetic surgery, um, allegedly uh, a mommy makeover. She had three kids with DC Youngfly, who is also on Wildin' Out and is a comedian and a part of the 85 South Show cast. So sad news when I saw that. And of course, as soon as you hear woman dies, mommy makeover, it just basically sets everybody on the internet off and everybody then starts to have a point of view. Like, oh, y'all need to stop getting these BBLs and you know, you see what what's happening to people when this is what they decide to do. And everybody has their own opinion. So I don't know if you'd heard that story and if you had any initial thoughts. But but yeah, have did you hear about it, I guess, is first question. Uh, yeah, I did hear about it, but I don't really I didn't know who she was. Um, I, I mean, I figured it out through creeping through the comments and everything. Um, she seemed like a really sweet lady. Um, I don't really have any opinions about, you know, her death because that could have happened on any type of surgery. Um, she looked like she didn't need it, but that was her own decision to make as far as wanting to get a mommy makeover. Yeah. It's really tragic that she died, but we don't know the exact reason why either. Yeah, that's very true and very valid. Um, in a lot of cases, you're at risk when you are getting any sort of surgery. Um, I will say, you know, I've tried to stand fairly firm on not getting elective surgeries. But to your point, it could have been something, right, that would have not just made her feel better cosmetically, but could have solved some sort of issue that she had going on. But I do think, in general, it is tough when it feels like anyone feels like they might want to keep up an appearance um, or that it just becomes so ingrained as a part of a lifestyle that it just feels like it's, you know, a norm and it's an afterthought. Like, I don't know. I do. I feel bad because they had three young kids. And to your point, she, you know, at first sight, right? You look at her, you don't think she needs it. She's got a nice figure. Um, you know, just seems like it, quote unquote, just wasn't necessary. But, you know, I guess in general, I think it is always no fair to continue to remind people to be very cautious and, you know, consider all outcomes um, when you make any decisions because, you know, it's tough. And we can't, we don't know, you know, when our bodies have, are, are going to say like, okay, enough, you know, so... I'm praying for the family, for the children and DC Young Fly, because it is, it's so sad. Like they really seem like they had a good relationship. They were doing very well. You know, they look like a happy family. Obviously Mother's Day just passed and it looked like, you know, she posted kind of up until the last day. So yeah, prayers up for their family for sure. All right. So we'll keep going on uh, over to our topic, lighten the mood back up. So curly community chaos so let's start off uh with the first question so let's just set the stage again and remind folks what exactly a curl specialist is i know there are folks out there that are probably like oh she does natural hair which yes that is true but 
let's talk through what actually makes a curl specialist in this day and age. Okay, so a curl specialist is a niche within the natural hair, um, natural hairstyling. So you have people that do braids, you have people that um, do maybe like twists or styles with your natural hair, but curl specialists focus on how to care for your natural hair, how it comes out of your scalp. So to, you know, see how your curls actually look. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I'm over here stuttering and um and whatnot. But yes. yeah, curl specialists focus on curls right. and how to take care of them. Yes, right. Maintaining. So your we're not we're not hair. braiders, so we solely focus on curls and how they come out of your hair or how out of your scalp. Yes. Okay. Right. And that's again that's something we have not necessarily had for a long time. For as long as people have been saying, "Oh, I'm going natural," and start a routine right that they have found like we talked about last time most likely on youtube we haven't had several resources to go to when it comes to curl specialists and individuals who want to work on your hair and i guess would you also say you're working with folks that are committed to wearing their curls for a majority of the time yes that's correct right. and then to even niche it even more i'm specifically a tight curl specialist so i work on majority black women so there's curl specialists that might work on more like looser textures or like non-black curls but i focus mainly on black women and how and their natural hair yep got it okay so you're like a subset within the subset but it's okay because we need that correct <laughs> all right so absolutely so hair is often treated as this over-individualized um, type of situation and people will cop out of changing their hair routine or committing to being a natural girl or wearing their natural hair for a majority of the time because they have deemed that everything doesn't work for everybody. So my question is, what are a few foundational elements for all people's hair, like everybody has hair, just like everybody has skin, right? Like maybe you weren't born with, you know, all of your appendages, but everybody has skin. Most of us have eyeballs. Most of us, right, <laughs> have 10 fingers and 10 toes. And there are common elements, right? Everybody has fingerprints. I get they're all different, but let's talk about the, uh, the foundational or essential elements of hair and some of them that are maybe more often overlooked than others in an attempt for people to have kind of that unicorn experience with hair. Absolutely. So the essential elements of hair are density, which is the amount of hair you have on your scalp per like square inch. Um, texture, which everybody gets wrong. They think it's curl pattern, but it's the diameter of your hair strand. So you either have fine, normal or coarse and you can have actually a combination of of any of those on your scalp. Um, surface okay. texture, which is how like your hair actually, your hair strands feel. They can be smooth, frizzy, woolly, wiry. Porosity, which everybody thinks they have low porosity now. <laughs> um, it's only really important <laughs> when um, you're coloring hair. Not really for anything else. People that think they have low porosity most likely have buildup on their hair. Yeah. 
Um, there's, mm-hmm. and there's, um, elasticity, like how much your hair stretches and stretch, um, goes back to its, like stretches and goes back to its normal form. Also, you have curl diameter, which is like your curl pattern. Another important thing is the climate that you're in because your hair reacts to the outside environmental elements, your hydration level, um, which is like how much water you have in your hair or can maintain in your hair your lifestyle is also an element um, because if you work out a lot it can if you work out a lot like the sweat can make your curl set not last as long mm-hmm. and then like your desired star some people like really are, are fine with like poofy frizzy hair some people like their hair really really defined so your desired style is is an essential element um, with how you would like your hair to look mm-hmm. okay so yeah there's a set of elements right there it's not some random list it doesn't vary it's it's like most other things there's a textbook element to it that won't change and can be applied to anyone and you don't have to do so much guesswork right once you figure out where you land on each one of those elements then you can move forward so hearing those descriptions can we talk more about how all of these elements debunk the curl chart, that infamous curl chart of what is it? I don't know, 1A through 4C, and everybody has determined they've landed as a 4C girl. They're creating products for 4C girls. Talk more about how those elements basically overrule the curl chart. That goddamn curl chart gets on my nerves. Um <laughs> That curl chart was created by, I believe, Oprah's stylist at the time that suggested that 4C hair needs to be straightened. A white man, right? I don't know. Was he white? Okay, Ooh. you're right. Let me not let me not do that. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know if she would have a white stylist doing her hair. Would she? Oprah? Uh, yeah. she, may have, she may have been on like the lighter spectrum, but Let's see. Um, when people make products for the curl chart, they're doing it for the curl pattern and that's not really telling you anything about your hair they're not saying if it's fine if it's high density um if it's if your surface texture is like wooly or shiny or anything like that so and you have different curl patterns all around your head so are you using different products for each section of hair that it's do you have a different curl pattern no right. <laughs> you're not so we're about we're about simple hair care yes exactly Right. And I think often too many people think, oh, I have 4C hair, which means it's so it's not manageable and I can't achieve any definition. And if I achieve definition, I have to do something extra to make it shine. Like, I think there's a lot of folks that are so married, you know, to certain ideas of how they want their hair to look. So like I mentioned you introduced me to the curly hair detox two and a half years ago. And as time has gone on, uh, I've seen more people kind of engage with that and go through the process so they could wear their curls out more often. So can you remind people what the curly hair detox is before we, we go any further? Okay. So the curly, um, the 30 day curl detox is no oils, no butters, no creams, um, no silicones, because those products repel water. So I'm, 
I suggest or recommend products that are all water-based and botanically based. So if you're using the previous products I said with, you know, oils, butters, cream, heavy creams, they repel water. So we want you to learn how to, what your hair feels like without something slathered on it. Right. <laughs> and is there any sort of style like, I know this is a, a slight bit off topic, but you know, black folks have been taught to put oil or some sort of butter in their hair forever. Is it more appropriate to put oil in your hair if you have locks, for example, versus wearing your curls loose? Uh, no, there's actually a stylist that uh, she's a curl specialist, but also a lock specialist. She suggests using um, a leave-in conditioner versus like butters and creams and stuff on for locks. I'm not savvy to lock care so i will try to get her information i can't remember it right now okay all good but again just debunking for for the folks listening there's really no circumstance in which we need to be applying oil to our hair for moisturization and hydration because right that language is still very prevalent out in these streets <laughs> like oils are a lubricant they're not moisturizing anything they sit on top of the hair they sit on top of your skin um if you're going to use a lubricant you want to use ky jelly on your hair oh my god i don't know touche right so okay you've been doing this for a while and we know some of the miseducation that's out there but you obviously have been converting some folks like myself included once I did the 30-day hair detox, I haven't used oils or creams or butters in my hair, not in any significant way, you know, since then. Honestly, I don't know if I've used oil or butter without an actual stylist applying them. Um, obviously, braids, a little bit different, but even then, it's not about oils and butters. probably just too much gel, if we're being honest. Uh, but knowing all of that, right, how would you describe your wins and even some of the challenges that you've seen and sticking with curly clients and and actually you know making sure that those clients are maintaining the best practices that you've shared with them so I'll, I'll talk about my wins first um my wins are just my clients that are achieving phenomenal wash and goes and learning their hair um it takes some people longer than others your, everyone's journey is absolutely different based on the number one, the work that you put in your mentality and like what products you were using in the beginning. So if some people aren't using oils and butters. They've just been using gels, just not botanically based ones. So their results are probably going to come faster than somebody that has been using like Jamaican castor oil for like 10 years. Yeah. Cause oil is like, it stains the hair, so it takes a while for that to actually come off. And it can take upwards of a year to really fully detox that out of the hair. Um, their hair maintenance is super easy when they come in. Like the the water-based products just like melt into their hair. And they have minimal knots and their hair just listens. So that's another win that I get um, when my clients that have stuck with the program, when they come in for their maintenance appointments, it is just so much easier to do their hair, no matter if they thought they had like 4C hair. So many of my clients think they have 4C hair and they do not. Me and and even some of their, the people that, <laughs> you 
you know you have 4C hair? Yeah, girl. Why would I not? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm black like these <laughs> other girls. Got this 4C. <laughs> well, there goes one person. I didn't really. No, I didn't know you thought you had 4C hair. Um, but the people that think they have 4C hair, their hair is just so easy to do when their hair is hydrated and they stick with um, cleansing, conditioning, and styling, you know, on a weekly basis. Yeah. So my challenges have been um, the mentality. Like, if you don't have the mentality from jump and you just want to, like, skip steps and, like, get to looking like how my clients look, excuse me, on my page, um, you can't cheat or speed up or shorten the process. You have to really put in the work and you cannot give up. You should just give it a full year before saying this doesn't work for you. Yeah, because the work that you do shows at the appointments. Right. I think that's really the only the challenge is the mentality. I can only imagine, right? Because again, we see it so much in the feedback that's on social media from folks showing technique or revisiting some of these these elements and rules and like foundational information, just sharing education. There's often somebody that's just like, oh, it just won't work for me. And I tried it. And I just don't think that's, you know, something that my hair can do. And it's like, Typically, like you said, folks are looking towards something specific that they believe that their hair should achieve if they are getting some sort of steps right. And in their minds, it should happen quickly. And when we think about it, people do that in a lot of elements of their life, right? Like when it comes to health and nutrition and, and weight loss, everybody want to do it real quick. Um, when Right? I mean, and honestly, a lot of us are guilty of these things, but what happens right you have to have a mental shift and from there you can start doing things that will result in you actually seeing some progress and typically that means you have to remain consistent so no different with hair and and i can imagine <laughs> that that's one of the challenges that you continue to see for sure so like with many communities um, there is a strong social media presence, like we keep saying, for the wide range of curly folks out there. Uh, we have been able to move away from the limited knowledge that was found on YouTube University. And we now have this actual hair care, or we have these actual hair care professionals that have more of a platform. So have you seen moments where educators... Uh, might drop the ball when they're informing the community and of course within the community like where do you see that curly folks are the most stubborn still in maintaining their hair um, are there rules that they are still holding on to from YouTube University even if it seems like their mentality is there but you know there's still something they just can't let go of okay let me just say that the education is trickling into the YouTube community and I'm very happy about that um, yeah, that's because good. it's getting more views to people that need to see it. Yeah. So as far as um, educators <laughs> dropping the ball online, it's usually like personality or tone, mm. which um, mm. I don't feel like people should be tone policing us. But I guess it's just the way that the information comes out from that person. So they'll be like, I know I'm guilty of it, but I'll do like entertaining posts, like about clients, like when clients do this. Yeah. And sometimes my clients will come back and like, oh, you made a post and I'm doing that. And I'm like, oh, They're like, well, I learned from it, but 
you know, for some people that aren't already my clients might be turned off by something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I'm also guilty of being on like natural hair pages and I'll give advice and then people will comment under it and I'll be going back and forth with people who don't want to understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't think that I'm usually, I'm typically, I want to say level-headed about things, but sometimes people are just so nasty that like after a while, I'm just sick of that shit and I'll, you know, I'll clap back. <laughs> right. Um, it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't happen often, but um, sometimes they can get me down. I'm just like, I'm so, like, it'll be a thread that's been going on for like 10 weeks. I'm like, girl, why are you still on this? Trying to convince me that your hair is butt length, but you don't have a profile picture. Or like your profile picture doesn't say that. Or any of the pictures like on your profile page don't say that. <laughs> or they'll be like, what do they say? Somebody said like, why are you giving advice like this? Like you're a professional. I'm like, ma'am, you didn't even go to my page to see if like what I do for a living. Right. I have receipts. <laughs> so I definitely need to, I keep telling myself I need to stop doing that, but I'm like, people need to know this information. They need help because they're, they're in the comments talking nonsense and giving t terrible advice. Right. <sighs> so as far as like curlies that are, um, what they're doing, what they're most like stubborn about is getting cuts. Mm. So um you better read me shit no i'm i lie because i'll get cut. No. <laughs> i mean you i mean i think you have a stylist now yes. um close to where you are but i know for some people it's hard because there aren't a lot of curl specialists in the area sometimes you have to travel for them so it's not as easy for people to um get consistent trims or cuts or you know cuts or trims trims or cuts but that is something that can sabotage your length retention and your manageability yeah because you're going to get split ends regardless of what you do there's no product on this earth that will mend split ends they're going to happen and they need to be cut off right point blank period so if you don't cut the longer you go between cuts the more you need to cut off at your next haircut appointment so that's something that will sabotage if you're um your length retention if that's what is if that's one of your goals Big and then what is the other thing oh um keep, they keep using products that don't serve them like oh i still have this left so i want to use the rest of it i'm like ma'am that's it's not working it's not giving you the results that you want let it go just throw it in the trash don't even give it to anybody else because i don't want them to suffer either <laughs> um and then also just trying to find like the holy grail of products like they just want to sometimes anytime a new product comes out they want to buy it and try it and you're not looking at ingredients. You're not looking at how this product will help you. Like you already have a set um, set amount of products that you're using and you just want to try something else because it came out in the same line. I'm like, it could be trash. Man. Oh. And I don't know what else. There's just staying on schedule with doing their cleanse condition style routine. I know that I even fall, you know, under this scope. I will go maybe like 10 days max without wanting to cleanse condition style. I'm like, oh, I can go another day. And then it turns into like three days. I'm like, okay. And then I suffer trying to detangle my hair because anything after seven days, your hair is dehydrated. Mm -hmm. So it's just going to be a mess trying to detangle your hair. And we all do it. Like even, all, you know, the stylists that you follow, we like, we'll have a post every now and then like, ooh, guess what happened? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wait a little bit too long to do my hair and look at me. 
And then also, um, one more thing is that people just doing steps correctly. Mm -hmm. One session with a curl stylist isn't enough to know the steps correctly because I still have clients that have been going to me for like six months or even a year that still like miss things. So I do try to educate on my page like what you may be doing wrong with your wash and go. Why your wash and go isn't like setting like you want it to. But yeah, it, that's why I say it takes like upwards of a year to really master your wash and go on your hair. All facts. All facts. Um, so going back to the where the educators get it wrong. So I think you definitely kind of hit it on the head for me when it comes to like tone police or tone policing and just how we receive messages based on tone. At first it was difficult because I think, what is it? I am black girl curls. So, yes. Right. So yes. major Instagram page, lots of curly girls follow have gotten education from it. And the stylists that provide information are just very matter of fact. Um, and I feel like you may have told me that the last time we talked because I wasn't following them yet. I didn't start following until after that. And I definitely found that to be true right away. Very matter of fact. And in a lot of cases, when someone is matter of fact, especially in today's world, I think a lot of people can misconstrue that with attitude or um, an attempt to be... I don't know, kind of like authoritative or overbearing in some way. I don't know the right descriptors, but they'll say something and say, like you, like you said earlier, there's just no product out there that will fill in the blank. Right. And it's like, people immediately take offense to that. And it's like, she's not lying. That's the truth. So in a lot of ways, it's about us reckoning with why we are so emotional about the truth in the matter of, of the facts. But <laughs> I think sometimes it can feel like maybe there isn't as much grace, you know, given to folks to actually have to absorb this information and digest it. And sometimes educators can come off like, well, you heard me say it once, like, it's the truth, you better believe it. And what's wrong with you if you don't get it, you know? So definitely kind of can <laughs> You can feel that sometimes, but once you start following for a while and you realize that at least these folks are being consistent, you start seeing results from other people. You start seeing some of the tutorials, right? You're like, oh, okay, I get it. They're literally just spitting facts and you either can deal with it or you can't. Um, and then on the client side, you know, I probably have had all of those different struggles and, and areas of being stubborn. I would say with the exception of the new product, Chase, um, I've been curious a time or two, like when I went to get my established products, because now I've gone from being one of those folks that saw a new product. Oh, let me check it out. Let me get the full line. And then I use it. My results are so-so at best, but nothing, you know, groundbreaking. And then I'm on to the next product line when it comes out. I now have a set number of products that I use like three, if th four, if I want to achieve one look, three, if I want to achieve the other look. And I don't have to spend my money like on hair products like that a lot. So once I got to that point, I was like, oh, there's no turning back. Like that was such a win for me. That whole spirit of wanting to try new products that came right up on out of me. 
I was like, no, I'm straight. Even when Beyonce announced a couple weeks ago that she was doing something with hair. I don't know if it's going to be wigs or hair care, but I guarantee you, like, unless she sends it over to I Am Black Girl Curls and they use it and, and give me the examples, I'm not going to be running to buy it because I don't have time to not achieve the look that I've been able to get with these set products just because I want to try some new shit, you know? And it saves you so much money. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous how much money it saves you. So a lot of people um, on the product chasing thing, I completely trust I, I Am Black Girl Curls with how they select products. I'm not I'm not the type of stylist that likes to try a lot of new things. Um, I've seen their results. One of the reasons why I started following them in the first place and um, got into their education, which is the cut it kinky side of their um, business, is because like the hair just, the hair looked wet, but it was dry. And then the hair looked longer than when the client came in. So I'm like, whatever sorcery is happening right here, I don't care what products you're using, just let me know. So I trust them as far as that, because I mean, this is the healthiest my hair has been, it's the healthiest my client's hair has been. So I just trust them with selecting products. Um, they all smell like very aromatherapy-ish mm-hmm. and they're not like cakey or too sweet. So I just value their opinions um, on what they're using because I haven't had a problem with any of them. I think the newest product was the I Create Definition, which they use as a second topper. It's yes. a foam. From Innersense. Um, yeah, that it, that's phenomenal. Um, I think the only thing I don't like about it is that when it's, you know, when it's time to wash your hair, cause it's still, your hair sticks together more, okay. especially in this Florida climate. Interesting. Now see, that's something where I would check it out. But again, only after I run out of the foam I have, right? Like I don't need to be like, Oh, I need to have all of these different options because they're all doing different things for me or, you know, it's so much simpler than that. Like, I don't have to have 50 products on a wall because ultimately if you're doing the routine right and hello, let's make sure that we testify to the routine done correctly. This is a process where you are washing your hair weekly and it is literally something if you wake up maybe an hour and a half early for work or if you're willing to stay up a little bit later in the evening, you can get it done. So yeah, I'm not trying to deviate from that. Okay, so another thing about the product is that um, I've had clients that when they weren't ready to go to a stylist yet, they found out what the products were, but they were using them incorrectly. So yeah. the application is just as important or if not more important than the actual products, because there's probably some products I can use on the target shelf right now and I can get, you know, similar or the same results. So the application and technique is the most important thing that you need to learn when using these products. You need to learn how to use the products because if you're using too much or not enough or not, with not enough water, then you're not going to get the results that you want. Definitely. That's another big part of it for sure. And that's where I will say not only following curl specialists, but also finding examples of people that are committed to their routine and being consistent with products, whatever it is that they have decided to use that's also been helpful. Shout out to Lush Coil. That is one Instagram account that I follow where she will consistently post her routine. It is, you know, it's simple. Like I said, right? It's a cleanse condition and apply your gels, dry your hair, 
But to your point, application is key. But when you see somebody, as an example, do it over and over again, commit to that process, no shade to the other girls, but she's not showing up on her page one week with straight hair. She's not even kind of like doing throwback Thursday, you know, to look at her straight hair. It is about what you can get out of the hair you have today that you're wearing on a day-to-day basis and the application of this consistent set of products to get that look. And I've seen the growth on her hair and applying some of those tips, you know, and having her as like a source for a refresher and um, to give me that reminder, I feel like it's helped to benefit me as well. So yeah, I think all of those things, I can see how those are things that clients are still working through because I can definitely recall early on having the products, maybe a little hit or miss with sets, but when I didn't feel like I was getting it right, like I wasn't sure what I was doing wrong. So that's when I was like, I revisited with you, like, hey, what am I do? What do I need to do again? You know, you follow some folks that are committed to their process and and take a few notes from them. And then again, like stick with it. And to your point, wash your hair weekly, because I know definitely guilty of going too long. And I have noticed where I can do my hair. And I mean, my little, you know, your hair knot after your hair is done and all your sheddings are out. Like I have the smallest little ball of hair. If I go too long without washing my hair, that little ball of hair gets a lot bigger. (laughs) So yeah, definitely can relate to a lot of those things that you mentioned for sure. So there are people out there that feel like there isn't enough variety in natural haircuts. And I don't know how long ago it was, but someone um, underneath, I believe it was a I Am Black Girl Curls post or someone's post, they dubbed the more popular look uh, with a side part and um, a wash and go kind of out, if you will, right? Not up in a bun or pulled back. They dubbed that style the Dora the Explorer cut. So, and then you also, uh, you also went viral for giving someone a very sharp bob cut. And I believe, am I correct in saying that person had high density hair? Yes. Right? So, right? Big, quote, quote unquote, big hair, right? And big hair, sharp cut, and the girls lost their minds. So (laughs) my question is, how should people manage their expectations when it comes to what they believe a committed, natural, curly girl should look like? And I guess the key word is committed. Like, if I am trying to consistently create a look that allows me to get my hair washed and cleansed and move on about my day, have that last you know, seven to 10 days and be able to go back every few months for a cut. Like, should I just accept that there's only one sort of look that I can have or what variety is out there that people can kind of strive for? Because to me, I'm sorry, part of me is like, y'all got a deal. Like there's only but so much (laughs) that you can do, but help me out. Cause I probably am a little bit I've settled, right, for for my look, and I'm cool with it. So tell me about how people should manage their expectations. Let me first address 
that comment that that person made under I am Black Girl Girl's post. She also she said Dora the Explorer, but she also said Frederick Douglass. Girl. So so somebody called it the Dora cut. It was some months back, but I did see like this week somebody called it Dora the Explorer and then followed up with Frederick Douglass. And I'm like, okay, now, bitch, now let's not do too much. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell you that that person always does too much. She's always under the comments, like just bringing negativity to the post, but not really giving anything constructive. But if you look at that post, they posted, you know, various haircuts. They look different. Like they have different angles. They, you know, some are bobs, some are tapers. So I don't really know what she was expecting from that. Because even if you look at straight hair, there's only a few type of cuts that you can do unless you're doing something edgy like an asymmetrical or like a mullet or something. So to say that they all look the same is just incorrect. Like, how can you say that if you, if you actually see that post, um, as far as like managing expectations to be a committed natural, there's a lot of things you can do with your hair, but we're more focused on you being able to do one style. Like if you can, manage one style which is usually a wash and go or twist out something that you can do consistently that's fantastic and then you just come to us for you know your maintenance cuts but there are consequences for doing alternative styles for too long so if you get braids or do a sew-in or um i don't know wear ponytails they're not protective styles people have deemed them as protective styles but they're just you know styles so just know that you can, you're going to have to work on your hydration level when you go back to wearing your hair, your you know, your, your natural hair, and you may sacrifice some length. Valid points. That's about it. Yeah, points being made. You know, I think at this point, a lot of people are really kind of suffering from the illusion of choice. You know, I think... Right. I mean, we, you know me, I love to go down this road. We live in a capitalistic society and and now everybody thinks there should be eight options for everything in life. And in a lot of cases, whether it's hair products, you know, hairstyle, um, technique, there are some things that are more correct and more beneficial than everything else that's out there. And I think so many people, because there was another lady that was in the comments of the post this week that also mentioned Frederick Douglass and showed all of the different variety of styles or cuts that were available. You know, she was like, oh, I want to see short, short haircuts. You know, none of these are really short. And part of me was like, then doesn't it sound like you just need to be down to the barbershop? Like... (laughs) If your hair is so short, why are you not even spending the same type of time as somebody who has any sort of length? At least I couldn't imagine. And like you said, it just seems like some people come to the space and they don't really want to contribute. They just want to deflect from any sort of progress that's being made and kind of, yeah, spread that negativity because I don't know, misery loves company because it doesn't like who gains when you detract another person from trying to do something that could eventually you know really help out their day-to-day so definitely have seen that you know in the community and I don't understand why people feel the need to to go that route instead of just finding another space to be in well yeah to 
um, build on that. That particular person, I don't think she knew what she was looking for, but there are stylists that do focus on shorter hair taper cuts. I don't know this um, the lady's name, but she's really, really good at taper cuts, like shorter taper cuts. So I don't think she knows how to articulate what she's looking for. Right, right. And I can get that that can be hard, right? Like, I know I'm not seeing what I need or what would work for me, but I don't know what it is that I need. And I think that then means you need to go back to step one, which is, like you say, partner with a curl specialist <laughs> to figure out what it is that we can achieve together instead of coming under these posts and saying, none of this will work for me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's not even. Find your people. Right? And that's not even just hair. Like, so many elements in life. People will come under some shit and be like, this didn't work for me. And it's like, you are one person out of the billions. Like, find a space that will work for you then. And we don't know how long that person tried this either. So, they're saying it didn't work for me. How long did you, how long did you try doing this? Was it a year? Was it like a month? Girl. Did you actually invest in learning how to take care of your hair? Like, these are things we don't know. And they just come in the comment section to, like, rile shit up. Right. Right. They bought these products one time, sneaking and peeking on posts. Don't know how to apply them. Hair is not cut already. So they trying to achieve something based off of hair that has not been cut into any shape. And then be like, oh, well, it didn't work for me. Like... <laughs> You didn't follow half the rules. You can't say, oh, I'm a bake a cake and don't put in half the ingredients and don't set the temperature right on the oven. Don't use the right type of cookware and then be like, oh my gosh, this cake didn't come out good. Like, I mean, <laughs> what did you expect? Girl, these people get on my nerves. <laughs> and at this point, me, squad now. <laughs> girl, right, I am. I'm very much girl gang gang. So, you know, to me, it's like some things are damn near like dog whistles at this point. Like you come in here talking about Dora the Explorer cut. If you call it that, you don't come in peace. You know, you don't want peace. You want problems always. At all. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to figure out what it is that you want, you know, before you come over here just complaining aimlessly. So, yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Last question, uh, with everything going on in this new age world, especially with these new stylists and, you know, hair, again, it's just always going to be a struggle and we're always up against some new challenge. You kind of spoke into it a little bit already, but what advice would you give someone who wants to start their curly journey? They are committed. Maybe they're curious and they believe they're ready and they just don't have the resources yet. Maybe they're not close to a curl specialist. How would you suggest that they get ready if they cannot get to that curl specialist just yet? Okay, so the first thing you want to do is follow tight curl specialists. You can do hashtag tight curl specialist or you can do hashtag whatever city you're in or state you're in. Um, we'll just say like Orlando curl specialists or Florida curl specialists. Um, you can start with me at curl savvy. Um, that's C-U-R-L-S-A-V-V-Y. And I actually have a link um, on my Instagram where you can go to the Curl Detox Education Portal. And you would have to invest in this, but it's significantly less than getting 
um, a curl cut. So you can get the wash your damn hair styling and product guide, or you can just do the curl detox portal. All right, y'all, real resources. (laughs) Yeah, so you can just get your education so that you can learn the products, um, learn them on your hair. Um, Yeah, I think there's even see some curls um, possibly in that portal where it's a community um, via I Am Black Girl Curls that there's people that are all stages are you know going through all stages of the you know the detox process some people have already finished it some people are going through it right now some people are just starting some people are um, educators so you can get advice from all those people plus they have videos on how to apply products and all those things and the technique so you get so much information from this it's absolutely worth every penny i love that love that right youtube university thing of the past we're getting some real education now so love that and i'm gonna you know (laughs) nobody asked for it but i'm gonna give my two cents (laughs) because this is more like we've been talking about like the underlying thing which is mentality (laughs) assess how illusion of choice and this illusion uh and desire for variety has impacted what you believe is possible in a consistent, healthy, curly hair regimen. Like consistency by itself is gonna provide you the freedom. So many people talk about, oh, I just don't have time to do my hair and it's gonna take so much time if I do it. If you commit to it consistently and shift your mindset around this illusion of having, or needing, I should say, needing a million options, just to get your hair ready for a week, a regular week. If you get over that and commit to doing your hair in a certain way, you'll likely get the freedom that you're looking for. And then determine whether or not you're willing to commit. <laughs> like after you've assessed all that, determine if you're willing to commit and, and where your lack of commitment or education is affecting your end result. Because like you said, there's people in comments saying this didn't work for me. There's people that won't even try, right? Because they're like, oh, I don't think that my hair can do that or that's not going to look good on me. But your lack of commitment, your lack of willingness to commit, those are the things that are affecting your end result or lack thereof, you know? And then you have to resolve. (laughs) This is for y'all in the comments talking about Dora and Frederick and them. Y'all have to resolve to not keep coming back to spaces that seek to empower and educate people with negative feedback and what I'm now calling natural hair dog whistles. (laughs) You can't be coming into these spaces making fun of people or claiming that you don't like what you see because you need to determine what solutions you want before you say, oh, well, I just don't see what's right for me. You need to get specific about what it is that you want since you claim you don't see it. And you need to shut up until you figure out what it is that you want from the community that you're currently in. If it's not serving you, I thought we figured that out, right? After everybody became a spiritual girly, we figured out how to leave spaces that don't serve us, right? So it's either it's not serving you or you need to get sharp about what it is that you want from this space and then you need to commit. That's just my two cents. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I didn't have anything else to say. I'm over here laughing my ass off. Okay. Um, did I have, hold on. Did I have anything to add? Mm, there was something that you had said. 
mental definitely mentality is important. Yeah, no, I didn't have anything to say. I, I agree with everything you said. Stop from the spaces uh ragging on people's hair. Yeah. Knowing good and damn well that if somebody called you to the carpet now and said, quickly, quickly, show us what your hair look like today. And and in a lot of cases, Either someone is not wearing curly hair, period. They got, you know, a different look. I'm not going to target anyone specifically. Or they just don't have their technique down yet. And they have just decided if it can't, if I can't figure it out, then it's a lost cause and you guys are faking the funk or you're lying or you're leaving something out, right? They just don't want to believe what they see and they don't want to believe the truth of the matter. So you know, stick with it. I guess I'll try to leave on an encouraging note. Stick with the process. It's definitely served me very well. You set me up for a lot of success. So, you know, I'm super proud of uh, where your hair has, has, has gone. Um, yeah. Thank you. Like your curls are super popping and your cut is really cute. Thank you. See, I try, I try. And, and guess what? I've stayed committed and, like I said right earlier, outside of getting some braids occasionally, I'm wearing my hair out day in, day out, week in, week out. And I've gotten a lot of compliments. They will, they come from the most random of places. You know, it's very easy to have your stylist uh, give you a compliment. But I finally got in with um, the curl specialist in um, here in Portland. Um, and she was very complimentary during my first appointment and also talked about how easy it was to do my hair. Um, and then I get compliments from people randomly, you know, and I, again, I'm just not expecting it. And I've been very pleased, you know, with the results. And I know if I wash my hair on a Monday, I'm straight until at least Sunday. Like if I, you know, if there's something going on, and it's an event, right? Formal party, whatever. Like I know I can get my hair to where it's looking good and I can go out and enjoy myself and not have to be like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do with my hair? You know, all of that. So yes, I have been, you know, baptized in the blood, um, rolled around in the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I want it for everyone. <laughs> I want everyone to be able to get to this point because again, y'all, we can't afford some of this shit anymore. Like to get a wig, to get a sew-in, to get any sort of style every day. There's someone new talking about some crazy hair experience or some crazy sight, you know? So we might need to be doing this more. Yeah. I'm gonna also say stop putting groceries in your hair because groceries are expensive. So you might as well just buy it products good quality products <laughs> yes cut out the avocados and the honey <laughs> please okay uh, so yeah right again because we could start going off way down another rabbit hole but <laughs> but yes i you know be encouraged y'all and <laughs> and maybe keep this in your back pocket maybe it's not something you do today or tomorrow but eventually you know, there may come a moment where this is going to be the best solution for you. Um, you know, I even have a childhood friend. Shout out to Fallon. You know, she wore her hair straight for a long time um, and was very committed to her look for a long time. And then, you know, started wearing her natural curly hair. 
and has stuck with it and I believe found a curl specialist because she's in Chicago and I know they've got, you know, they got quite a few there in comparison to other places and her hair looks great, you know? So again, like, don't tell me what (laughs) consistency and dedication to the process can't do. Like it can work for you. So just be encouraged y'all keep it in mind in case, you know, that stylist leaves you high and dry one day and you need to figure out a long-term solution. So All right. Well, this has been great. One of my favorite topics. So I'm definitely uh, happy that you came back on and I appreciate you coming back, giving the girls a refresher and um, keeping it real and bringing folks up to speed on some of the resources that are out there. Uh, But before you go, you know, we have to do jukebox with Jack. So Tell me about uh, three songs, artists, or albums that you've been listening to. And I'm just going to give y'all a fair warning. Nothing has changed for me, but I'll see if I can dig (laughs) something up out the crates. But you go ahead. I feel like I've just been listening to the same old songs. Um, Definitely uh, Summer Walker has been on my radar for, you know, the last couple of years. Two Chains is always in rotation. Even Chris Brown, I know he's been liking the news, <laughs> being himself. <laughs> Did he really um, slap Usher? But he's still heavy, heavy rotation. What happened? Did he really slap? I don't know if that actually happened or not. Right. It was like everywhere. But I can imagine day. it actually happening though. It would be wild if it actually happened. Like you're telling me, Chris Brown smacked Usher at a skating party. That was a birthday party for Chris Brown that Usher was throwing? That would have been very wild. I don't feel like it really happened. <laughs> right. Um, Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. And they said something about him and, about him and Tiana, too. But like it seemed like everybody was fine um, by the Lovers of Friends. Um, what was it? Tour? Or oh, yeah. Festival. Whatever it was. Yes, that's right. Because that was like the next day or something. Okay. Right. Anywho, sorry, go ahead. Finish up your your people. So, Summer Walker, 2 Chains, Chris Brown, and of course, Beyonce. All in heavy rotation. Okay, yes. Very solid list. Um, although I, I have not heard the new Summer Walker, but have been hearing from a couple of folks now that that's in rotation. Chris Brown lost me. I mean, of course, lots of mess, 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 but more so because he started putting out them 50-song albums. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling defeated before I could even start. So, but, but you know, we'll keep him on. It grows on you. It grows on you though. Like you have to listen to it at night. So your senses are like all tingly and whatnot. Okay. It sounds better at night. Okay. You got to give it a chance. So they all sound the same at first. Yes. And then you pick the songs that you like. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so let's see. The rest of your list is very similar to mine. Lots of 2 chains, lots of Beyonce. Um, It's been a while since I've been able to really do a jukebox with Jack, or at least consistently. Um, So I don't know if I ever really uh, mentioned King's Disease 3 from Nas. Great album. Uh, And then, of course, you know, I'm just going to keep giving it the flowers that it deserves. Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin'. I hope that he wins awards for it. I don't even know what else to say. Maybe he did already win awards, but man, oh man, 
what an album so yeah <laughs> so that is it and that is all for the week again thank you for coming back on really appreciate it um when will i see you again i don't know when you pull up to orlando when i pull up to orlando, pull up to orlando? okay well yeah. i will see you again when i pull up to orlando dates pending <laughs> But until then, you take care and keep doing the Lord's work and bringing us over to the good side. <laughs> will do. All right. I will talk to you later. Bye, Jackie. Thanks bye. for having me. All right. Bye. And that wraps up another episode. Erlinda, thank you so much for coming back. You know I love to talk about the curls for the girls. So I appreciate you giving us some education yet again and talking about the community that's out there for curls and really appreciate you just giving us the knowledge that we need. Like we talked about, we're encouraging everybody Learn how to wash your damn hair, as the curl community would say, and be encouraged uh, when, you know, finding ways to accept your hair as it grows out of your head. Because like I said, we know these stylists are getting way too expensive, so we need to make be able to make something shake real quick, okay? All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate it. And remember... I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye guys.